Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, number 91. That was the year I graduated from high school, Neil, 1991. Wow, yeah, I'm exactly 10 years behind me. That's so I will be, yeah, I will be having my 30th, uh, I don't know, I don't know if we'll have a reunion or not, but my, like, my 30, yeah, 30 years out of high school. Now, you obviously graduated high school in England. Yep. Have, so have you been to any of your reunions, or is that not a thing? That's not a thing. At least it didn't used to be. Um, England has taken a lot of the stuff that America does, uh, even like Halloween and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, graduation parties and stuff like that. We never used to do anything like that. So so I don't know if they do reunions, but I don't think we do. Um, I, I never oh. went to one anyway, so it was never a thing. I have a couple of guys that I graduated with, and girls, I guess, that I am in touch with. Yep. And most of the rest of them, I don't need to be. Well, you come from you come from a pretty small town, though, right? So yes. I'm sure you probably I see. I only had 120 kids in my graduating class. So you probably see a lot of them just around town in the bars and stuff, right? Um, you know, it used to when we were younger, definitely that was the case. But you know, most of us there used to be like. My town, you know, we've talked about this. My town, and you've seen the murals and stuff. Like Del Shannon was the famous guy from my town, right? Yep. Every uh, and every fall, like late summer, August, actually August, it used to be called the Harvest Festival or whatever. But they have the Del Shannon days, and there would always be a beer tent. So when we were younger, it wouldn't be unusual to see, you know, a quarter or half the class at one time over that weekend at the beer tent. Everybody would kind of come home. Yeah, yeah. For that, yeah. That kind of fell out of fashion, and they don't really do that anymore. Of course, you know, last year they skipped the whole thing because you know COVID. Because yeah, of COVID, yeah. But it's an outside. It's an outside event. I think. I, I think a lot of these outside events have kind of saying, well, you know, it's as safe as anything. And I think a lot of the outside stuff will be back this year that was canceled last year, the fairs and that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes. But I mean, we'll that see. makes sense. And I, I think I was up with uh, by you. Was that? That was September, maybe. I must have just missed it. That would be a fun thing to come up for, actually, maybe. Assuming uh, we're doing it. No. Well, like I said, we didn't do it last <laughs> Not year. Not that fun. Huge, huge car show. That's the big thing. Oh, that'll be cool. Big, like, old old, old car show thing. Well, it's... Yeah. Ivy. It's funny, you, you know, down. they always say never read the comment section, right? Damn it. The cat has just jumped on my lap. Oh, shit. She's sticking in a closet. Okay, get down. Oh, now she's playing with oh. the guitar pick. That's great. Um, there you go. The cat, sick balls, kitty, sick balls. Yeah, she does it anyway. Uh, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know what she, well, maybe she does know what she's doing. Um, you know, it's funny, I always go, so when I go back to to Wallace in my hometown, right, it's just outside Liverpool, um, I, because, I mean, I left there when I was 18, really. Well, no, 20. I left there when I was 20. Um, so, in my mind, when I go back, and the town really hasn't changed very much, you know, physically. Sure. So, when I go back, I still half expect to see the people that were there like when I left, you know what I mean? And it's funny when I go in the pubs and stuff and don't recognize a single freaking person. Or if I do see somebody, it looks like an old man or an old woman, you know? And it's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> That's all right. They're, they're saying the same thing when they go home. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, aged horribly. Well, hopefully Because not. I have that conversation. My wife, so my wife and I graduated the same class. Yeah. And I'll run into somebody and I'll come home and be like, hey, I ran into so-and-so. Oh, they looked awful. Then I'm like, oh, crap. They're having the same conversation right now at home. No, no, you, I mean, you, you look, you look young. I mean, you don't look, you don't look old. You don't look like an old man. Like some of these people that are my age, they honestly look like they're like 70 or 80. I mean, it's well, kind thing, of weird. I guess the thing is, you know, it depends if you've totally let it go. You yeah. know, like you're not going to catch me like walking around in my New Balance with my, 
you know, I just I don't I don't I haven't decided to dress like an old man yet. You know right. what I mean? I, I no, I, I mean, I don't. You know, wear socks and sandals, or like I said, like New Balance Dad, like tennis shoes. Yeah, stuff, yeah, you yeah. You got you got those giant white New Balance. You don't know where the fuck they come from, but every old man has got them, right? I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> Sensible shoes. Please don't be offended if you wear them. I just, you know, I still wear my Vans and my Coppers. Yeah, I just got a uh, I, I just got a new pair of Creepers last in the summer last year. So yeah, I'm not going nice. sensible shoes anytime soon. Creeper. Well, see, I never. That was never part of my scene. I never, never got into the creeper thing. Yeah, we were always uh, or combat boots. Maybe Doc Martens if you had fallen into some money. Um, and yeah, Vans or when I was a kid, Vision. I loved Vision Streetwear shoes. Yeah, I mean, Vans were hard to find back in the uh, back in the late eighties. They were at least in the Midwest. Yeah. They were hard to find. It's not like today where they're thought, in every store. Yeah. I've gone through some more pairs of slip-on Vans than I can imagine. That's my my favorite shoe, especially I loved them when I was young, but now that I'm fat and old, you know, the effort to put them on is so low. <laughs> no laces. Yeah, I'm going to have to get you yeah, Velcro exactly. shoes, mate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah, the big, two big straps across the front. There you go. Yeah. I mean, can, I get some, uh, can I get some New Balance with Velcro? Wasn't there something last year? Wasn't something last year for the for the millennials where there was some kind of shoes that would tie themselves and they were controlled by an app, so you could press the app and <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, I see these young women wearing jeans like my mom used to wear in the eighties, and I'm just like, what? What are you? What are we doing here? What is going on with this fashion? Why do you have your jeans pulled up your boobs? What's going on here? <laughs> All the high waisted ones, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Or like we were talking about, you know, even way back to the earliest days of Punk Till I Die, we were talking about these guys wearing these like skin tight jeans and then rolling them up to where their ball bag is basically hanging out the bottom of it. It's like, <laughs> what, what is going on with this? I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I've like, I don't care enough about fashion to change like that. Like, I'm still going to wear the knee length shorts. You know, I don't see myself. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to look like a member of the Bad Boys Detroit Pistons anytime soon where it would be afraid if I jump, something would fall at the bottom of my shorts. <laughs> okay, so are, are you one of those guys that even in the middle of the winter, you're still wearing uh, your long shorts? I'm not, I'm not doing that, no. No, I'm okay. not. I'm not doing short. I'm not doing the short thing. The leg, the leg tattoo guys, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I will cover my... I mean, listen, dude, last couple weeks has been so cold here that, you know... Brutal, but yeah. no. I mean, it is you know this weather now with the sun. The sun's been out and the snow's starting to melt. It does make a young man's heart turn to you know. Well, dude, I was shorts. just, I was just, I was just saying that today to somebody that it's like, okay, it was like forty-five degrees here today, and you know I was out without a coat and stuff, and it feels so warm. But if it was like this in October, you'd be like, oh my god, it's fucking freezing today. <laughs> but after the weather we just had, man, it feels it really does feel like summer for God's sakes. So yeah. So, yeah. so. Well, so, well, I I I'm I'm pretty beat up from work and I'm uh, pretty beat up at home. We got a lot of stuff going on with our kids just sucking us dry. <laughs> oh, so no. I was actually sort of I was sort of uh like dragging about oh maybe I should cancel tonight, but now my mood is actually lifted a little bit. So we're going to play tonight. We're going to play like I, rec- I I mentioned this to you before that we should play uh, some newer music. So the last two episodes, yes, we did old. like the proto punk episode, which I think people will enjoy hearing. Like, because I think a lot of people hear, especially younger people, like they know they've heard the name MC Five, but probably have never really heard much of the MC Five or maybe the Stooges or whatever. So I think that's cool. But then the the last episode, the very last one, number ninety, we played <laughs> like the, the punk bands before they. Like when uh, punk bands, yeah. Well, like before, like the final. So it was like a lot of like early versions of punk bands. Some of those songs were a little tedious. 
How so dare I, you? So I'm, I, I, and I said, dude, we got to play some new music, and yeah. we have to play some short, punchy songs. Punk rock. Some punk rock. Yes. Yes. So actually, so I'm going to start us out, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Go for it, mate. I play, so I got the, the my favorite album so far of 2021, very early, came out in February, first week of February, or second week of February, is the Antagonizers ATL. They are another Pirates Press band, big surprise. Um, they were like a straight up street punk band when they started out, but this new album, it's and it's still got a lot of street punk in it, but the songs are so catchy and it's just a really got a real wall of sound and it just covers a lot of musical ground. Last song is like a sort of a motorhead tribute. There's a little bit of reggae, but um, man, I love this record and I'm actually going to play a song called Problems and it actually features vocals from Chris Doherty from Gangrene, so he's still alive. Which is good. I'm uh, a big gangrene fan. Was it was I thought you said worries, so so it's problems? Oh, did I say worries? I'm in problems. Okay, fine. <laughs> That's no problem. No worry. Yeah, <laughs> it's problems. It's okay. problems. So this is Go ahead. So this is yeah, antagonized ATLs from their new album Kings, which came out in February, and this is yeah, problems. <laughs> Tom was telling us about his problems, and now he just played the song Problems by Antagonizes right. ATL. Yeah. yeah. The tagline is, you know, if I had your problems, I'd have no problems. <laughs> um, and uh, it is, I am going through a, an irritating an irritating week, and 
my my daughter texted me yesterday so we had we had a we had a heavy snow uh sunday night you know not super heavy but we had some snow sunday night so she texted me before i even left for work and i leave for work pretty early like usually 20 after six or so in the morning and i had a text and alex said the roads are really awful and i said okay i said uh does that mean your car has some new dents or whatever and she said no and eventually texting back and forth i heard that she she ran into a guardrail on the way to work she spun out on the highway ran into a guardrail but didn't hurt her car and took off and kept going to work okay you know i said slow down what i always tell her yep and then three o'clock in the afternoon she calls me and she rear-ended somebody on the way home and told her car jesus christ sorry about that man that sucks hope she's okay right right so she's she's very accident prone so everything's very expensive insurance wise and all that so we're not really very quick to want to make claims yeah because you get a ticket you know so she pulls off and the guy she hit was smoking a joint while he's driving hmm and he's driving an older pickup so it literally did nothing to his truck so he's <laughs> like literally he's, he was he said fuck the police oh. and well, so they no, didn't no call ticket the at least. Yeah, no ticket. And that's good. But, but her car is absolutely destroyed to the point where I couldn't even drive it home or anything. So I've been dealing dealing with this, and my new best friend is the guy at the junkyard who I know all about his family now. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just been yeah, it's been it's been one of those weeks. The kids are uh, got a lot lot going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm I've officially cut Alex off, my daughter, from money for a car she's on her own she's gonna have to i've uh <laughs> dumped dumped as much money down that hole as i could stand so but i'm trying to help her get into her new car and all that stuff so well so so, you, so, you, so you've actually junked her, her old car that's it's gone to the junks hey, yeah oh wow yeah just basically take like 10 grand and flush it down the toilet oh but it is what it is so she wants to buy a nice a pretty nice car because uh, she can afford it she works a lot she's got money Oh, okay, good. Um, she wants to buy a car nicer than mine. And we just found out what her insurance would be for full coverage. And it's uh, damn near what uh, her mom and I's uh, rent was at our first apartment. Wow. <laughs> damn. Don't run into big kids. But I know I know a lot of us, a lot of our listeners are guys that have, have kids that are some, some younger kids. And I know those can be a challenge, too. But, man, the teenage years, that is really... The teenage slash young adult years—that is really where it hits you. That's really the sweet spot. So yeah, so I got I got problems, but you know we'll get through them. It's uh, same old shit, man. Same old shit. So so so, so anyway, she's... what about what? Better roses? No, I was just about to say. So she's had accidents before, so her insurance uh, isn't expensive. What's that? She's got two tickets. Okay. Two tickets on the record. But the fact of the matter is, Dad has already written checks to make things go away. Um, I, I've been sort of, I think she probably would have had her license suspended by now if mm-hmm. I hadn't sort of made a lot of these things go away. If she got a ticket for every time she actually got an accident. Wow. So it's, 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 uh, <laughs> and I guess last hope is that if she has to spend her own money, maybe it'll, her attitude will change. But her last ticket before this was, or she didn't get a ticket for this. Fuck the police. But her last ticket before this, she was going 94 miles an hour. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God, maybe the maybe the bus might be a good plan for her for a while. <laughs> That's what I said. Maybe she moved to the you know moved to the city and uh, yeah, she was. But yeah, it's so she's she's 
She's a, you know, she's a very talented, very driven, very smart young lady, but man, she can't drive. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a shame. Any of you, any, any of you younger listeners, or you know, I uh, forget it. Anyway, all right. Well, no, but what no, about but, you, Neil? no. Well, driving in this weather, though, in the snow and the ice, man, it is. I mean, it really is a different. It's a different well, skill, right? It's a completely yeah. different skill set. Um, and that was why she hit the guardrail the same day as she told her car. But the fact of the matter is. She was probably on her phone or something. I mean, I don't know. She won't admit it, but well, she was, just wasn't, was, paying, wasn't, paying, wasn't paying attention, you know? Well, I was just driving home the other night, and I was actually, I was going probably 30, and there was a guy on my ass, and I was thinking, ugh. So this is like 9 o'clock at night, and um, driving away, you've gone a million times, and uh, he's on my ass, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, well, he's not going to make me go faster than I want to go, because, you know, I'm in a front-wheel drive car, and it, my traction isn't, it's okay, but it's not great, right? So he goes around me, and just as he goes around me, man, I spin out, just on nothing, like I was going straight. It wasn't like I was turning, it wasn't doing anything, and it turned out later, when I went back the next day to look, there were some huge-ass potholes, which had filled up with with snow, which I'm assuming had turned to ice. So I just hit, like, this black ice, and just started skidding, like, fishtailing all over the road. It was really weird came out of nowhere and was really fucking scary. But you so. didn't hit anybody. No, I didn't. Um, for a minute, I was heading towards the out to, towards the oncoming traffic. Then I got that back, and then it was heading towards the snowbank on the side of the road. And then I wrestled it back and just went straight again. But it was for like 30 seconds there. It was fucking and you weird. Get that, you, and then all of a sudden, you're back on the road going straight again. Your heart is just going... Yeah. Like, this is it. This is the big one. Yeah, seriously, because it was just out of nowhere. It's like when time slows down. And I'm thinking, why the hell did that just happen? You know, because I I didn't do anything weird. You know, but uh, it, but it can happen. Yeah, in this weather, it can it can just happen out of out of nowhere. So, well, like I said, the weather's an issue for everybody. But you know, she's this girl's extremely talented. She doesn't need bad bad weather to run. Into <laughs> yeah, she's she's got her own skill set going on there. It sounds yeah, like yeah, exactly. yeah. Anyway, why don't you play us a happy song, Neil? I, so, oh, anyway, so yeah, when I said when I initially said, "Hey, we should play some new music," you know, what, what can you pick out three favorites from twenty twenty one? You're like, I couldn't pick out one, <laughs> but you've done a little research, right? And you found some stuff. I have, yeah. That was a couple of weeks ago when you suggested that, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be well." The only ones I could think of were the same ones that you picked. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, I did some digging and stuff, and. Um, I am going to start off with, well, actually a band from your neck of the woods, Coffin oh. Cats. Oh, yeah, Detroit. Yep, psychedelic, uh, psychedelic, psychedelic psychobilly band from uh, from Detroit. So, yeah, they uh, they put out a new EP, um, uh, I think, in towards the end of January, I believe. And uh, it's called You Can't Take It With You. And hmm. it's got like six tracks on it. Really good. That's Just regular. I don't have any to take. Yeah. Um, kids are taking it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, regular, just regular coughing cat psychobilly, but uh, it's good. Sure. So I'm going to play the song Midnight, which is the first track off of that EP. So here we go coughing cats with Midnight. <laughs> Yeah. 
Cats from Detroit, Michigan, three-piece. So, so Coffee Cats are a funny band for me because I've seen them a bunch of times, but I've never really gone to see them. They're always warm like enough a, for people? Yeah, on and, and big bills or, yeah, yeah. yeah, different things. I've seen them in big big venues, small venues. Yeah. Like, like them, don't love them. Those guys, I mean, they work their asses off. They are they constantly they, they on the road. Like maniacs. Yeah. So I wonder how a band like that, see, I think they're one of those bands that tours enough, they can actually make a living touring. I wonder what, you know, what did they do last year? Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. Well, they're obviously still together though, because like I say, they just released this uh, this EP. So um... I think they've gone through a fair. I think the main guy is the the bass player sings, right? Or is the guitar player sings? Um, I think when I saw them, I'm pretty sure it was the guitar player. Well, but I'm pretty. I think there's only one guy in the band that's been there the whole time. But I might be wrong about that. But anyway, they're okay. cool. Yeah, they are. They're good. I mean, they're, they're very consistent. The stuff is always, I mean, some people would yeah. say it all sounds the same, right? But uh, I think it's just uh, consistent. But uh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good stuff. But anyway, that was one of the things I could found for 2021. So I knew you'd like it with them being Detroit boys. Of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think so, if I saw them headlining or if I saw... I think I saw them warming up for people too. I saw them at Reggie's. I think I've seen them twice. I definitely saw I them I've at Reggie's. Them like, I think I saw them like co-headline with somebody, maybe. And they might even play last, but... Yeah, I might have seen them with like... Was it Wednesday 13? Was that a band? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw them playing with Wednesday 13, I think, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway... Yeah. So, what else is going on, man? What else you been? You bought, bought a lot of records recently, I believe, right? Didn't all your stuff come in at last? Yeah, but well, now, now I'm trying to remember what I was waiting on. I think I already talked about my red girlfriend stuff, right? I got all my red girlfriend stuff. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you talked about that stuff. Um, I got some real cool parts press stuff that I'm real high on. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play a bunch of it today. Um, well, the antagonizers one you've already played. That's that's Pirates Press, right? Yes. Yeah. That is, and I I gotta tell you, I really think that as like if the year ended right now, that would be my number one album of the year. That being said, you know, it's because it's it's good to have an early year album that you kind of use to judge everything else against. It's like if you wanna if you wanna be the best album of the year, you have to be better than this band at this point. Well, it's one of those interesting things, right? Because also being so early in the year, you're probably gonna play it a lot more than you would like yeah, something that true. came out in November or something. Well, by so. the same token, I think when December rolls around, it's really easy to forget about stuff that came out in January. That's true too. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, true. you know, like I, I I compare it to probably like the Drowns album last year where it came out in January, and like man, it just you know it held up yeah. across the year. Yeah, it, it did. So, and I, I, I tell you what, we've seen a lot of people who listen to this podcast have sent us pictures of their drowns record. Yeah, and still, like even throughout the year, like even at the end of the year, they're like, oh yeah, you guys turned us on to that. Like, cool, cool. Well, so that so that antagonizes ATL. I I know Pirates Press always do a fantastic job with their packaging yep. and with their vinyl. Yep. So, was it some kind of special special press, um, special it's color? Like a gold foil like cover. Uh, I got the gold. Mm, nice uh, record, which is more urine-y than gold, I think. No, more maybe brown. Okay, I wouldn't really call it gold. I have like gold, like LPs that are like clear gold that are kind of cool. Um, but no, yeah, it's a real, real nice job. Fold-out poster, you know, just the whole, the whole nine yards. I, matter of fact, I got like I, said, I got a bunch of the. They've been doing a bunch of these. Uh, uh, so there's a classic album from 1980 and I'm sure you know this album. You might even, who knows, knowing you, you might have a first press of it. It's called, uh, it was just called oil. I think it was just called oil, the album or something like that. Yeah. 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 They did a, they did a whole bunch of those. Yeah. I think the first like, one came well, out in like 79. The original one was like Gary Bushnell or what it was that Bush. Bushnell, Gary Bushnell. Right yeah. Gary Bushnell. Bushnell? Bushnell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He curated it. Well, he curated a new volume for this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's oil 40th anniversary, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's got uh, it's got a new Cox Bar song on it, which is always good, and it's you know got some of those more modern. But anyway, they've been putting out a lot of these things because so I got that one, and I got the oh you're gonna love this Neil. It's called This Is Street Punk 2020, double ten inch. Oh, okay. What's on it? The, the only double ten inch I have, we've talked about it, is that first Joe Jackson album I have on double ten inch. Oh, that's Looks, right. Yeah, you, yeah, that's right. You got that. So yeah. I, that's that's a pretty obscure format, right? The yeah, double it is. Ten. But it's got 40 songs, 40, uh, I'm sorry, 20, you know, 10, 10 uh, bands, five on each each side. So it's good stuff, man. I'm trying to think what else what else I have been buying. I, I got a Vitamin X 7-inch that I didn't have. No, no, hold on. T- tell me about them. They were like a, were they like a Swedish, like straight edge band uh, or something? Dutch. Dutch, okay. Dutch, like hardcore punk thrash band. I love them. Got okay. almost all their stuff. Um, I got a Japanese single-sided 12-inch, and I, w- I wanted to share it with our friend John Bates to see if he'd heard of them. They're called Enter the Enemy. I think they might be like his band, where it's like uh, Japanese and maybe a, either 
like an American frontman. Enter the enemy. Uh, enter the enemy. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's sorry. Oh, everyone's enemy. The Every... name of the album is Enemy. Okay. And uh, yeah, I got a bunch of seven. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to th- trying to think actually what I got. I got. I got the new. I got the. I got a promo for the new D Cracks album, which I will play later. They're like a pop punk band from Austria. Um, what have I been buying? I've been. I've been shopping like crazy. I, I got the. Now, have you hold on a second though? Let me ask: Have you been on Discogs or have you been going to record stores? I've been, going, I've been mostly going to the store. Oh, I have nice. Dis- I've, uh, I. It's become it. it so my re- main record store has been open for a while again, but like it seems like I've been going every couple of weeks or so. I'll buy like two records, spend like forty bucks, you know, not not going crazy, but it's become almost like my ritual, like going to shows, because hmm. it's like the only thing I can really do. That's like the old life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I, I the only other place, and you know, I go in there and BS with them every couple weeks. And I, I was thinking about going this Sunday, but I just, man, the weather had been beating me down. I just didn't even feel like it. No, it does. When the weather's real bad, it just you just feel like you've been uh, isolated but from everything, don't you? At this, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'll probably go at least once a month to there, and I still, you know, my boys have been wrestling, so like if we go to a different town where I know there's a store, I usually like, like I'll probably head down to Kalamazoo this Saturday. Okay. There's a on there I kind of like. So yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of physical shopping. I've done a little bit of a little bit of discog stuff. I have some discog stuff coming now, but oh, what have uh, you got coming? Um, I actually the first Bad Assets album on vinyl because I had it on CD before. That's a, a Detroit Oi band that I'm a big fan of. We'll play them at some point. Okay. If not, have Ralph the singer on. That'll be cool. So, so yeah. What about you, man? You been buying a bunch of crap? Um, I have, and actually, it's funny. I my last package from Discogs, because I've been ordering like one or two things a week, and the last package showed up yesterday, and so today, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, cool, I'll see what the the mailman's brought. I was like, oh no, everything's been delivered. <laughs> so you there's nothing. Well, there's nothing so you coming. Might yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, but, it, now the weather's better. I'm actually gonna be able to go down to some record stores down in Chicago again. So that's good. It's it's funny, Neil. I told you I had a package for you, and I was I've, and I've been working late every day. It's still sitting at my kitchen table, so that's fine. Anyone, maybe I'll hand deliver it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, it might well, it might get here faster. So the last thing I ordered was from a was like from Oak Park, Illinois, or something like that. Okay. So I I googled it. It's a Chicago suburb, and I'm doing the tracking again, and it's it's at, it's at Pittsburgh. Like what what is that? Yeah, really. Um, was it from a from, was it from a used record store in Oak Park? Because I think I know the one because I know Oak Park reasonably well. I, I don't. It, it, maybe it wasn't Oak Park. It was it, no. It was a woman's name. Oh, okay. She had a good selection of street punk. You know, that's one of the street punk chick, Neil. That's what you need. That's what you need to find. <laughs> a street punk chick. Yeah, put a Doc Martin up your ass. <laughs> Kick my ass, yeah. So I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. Everybody's enemy album, and that's man. It's actually older than I thought. 2004, I guess, right? It's it's uh, it's single side. It's got ten songs on the on the A side, and the B side is etched. Oh, oh, okay. So let me tell you about this record. I was buying some seven inches. It was really one of those free shipping things. I wanted the Vitamin X seven inch mm-hmm. called People to Bleed, classic hardcore seven inch, eleven song seven inch. You know. And the guy had that that twelve inch LP for a buck. For a buck, holy shit! And it was one one price ship all. Huh. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll grab that, and it's cool. 
I mean, I don't think it's you know, it's not like I don't think it's going to replace the Ramones' first album on my all-time <laughs> list. But it's a it's a it's a good it's a good fun album. Yeah, I love that, and I love when you do. Sometimes I'll take a shot at something, you know. Oh, for a dollar, you can't go wrong, can you? For God's sakes, records you can get really cheap. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was that's my big yeah. That was hardly a spl- a splurge. So I'm, look, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Vitamin X stuff too. God, they've got a lot of shit. Lots of singles, lots of compilations yeah. and stuff like they that. Have maybe six full lengths or something? One, two, three, four, like, five, six. That's exactly right. And then about so they, ten singles. Have, the only one I don't have is the first one. I might pick that up at some point. Um, but it's definitely a little on the thrashy side. I don't know. I can't remember if I played them or not. I think maybe I have. I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. Um, are they straight edge? Is, is, that, is that what? Dutch. When I do my all Dutch heritage show, I'll play some. So I assume they're straight edge. Is that right? Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I can barely understand what they're saying. <laughs> well, just have a look at their hands, and if they got the stupid X's on there, then you'll yeah. know all about it, right? Got to be in the '40s now, but they uh, just real aggressive, really short, shouty songs. I, I dig them a lot. I think they're. Oh, what was the name of their last album? It had the weird eye mountain with eye thing on it. Anyway, their last album was like my year and best best of one year. Age of Par- Paranoia. That seems to be their last album. Great album. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, what about you? So you said you got a bunch of stuff. Did you get anything interesting? Um, I did. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can remember. Now, the good thing about it is everything is on. Uh, everything was from Discog, so I can look back and remember what I got. Right. I got, um, actually, I got a couple of 10 inches, believe it or not. That, that'll get you excited, right? Cause, yeah, uh, good well, because cause, uh, Tiger Army, you know, probably my favorite band of the last 10, 15 years. Uh, when they put out singles, they normally do like a four-track EP on a 10-inch. So, and, and in fact, one's a picture disc. So I got their two 10-inch EPs. Um, I got I got one of those things like like you were just talking about where... I, I, uh, there was one thing I wanted at this store and then, you know, I piled a bunch of other stuff on because it was, it was free shipping. So I got like a Blasters album. I got, uh, I got a, another copy of Blondie Parallel Lines because I absolutely love that album and it's got a different version of Heart of Glass on it than the one that I had already. Hmm. Um, I got, let's see, and I got a, I got a seven inch by a, pop, a power pop band from England called The Expressos. And a single is called Tango in Mono. It's a really, really good single. Um, I got an old uh, English mod band called Back to Zero. I got a single called Your Side of Heaven. I got, do you know the Yachts? They were like a power pop band from the late mm-hmm. 70s from Liverpool. Nope. Okay, I got a single from them called Suffice to Say. Uh, so actually, it was mainly 45s that I got. I got a whole bunch mm-hmm. of uh, 45s. So, but. Uh, you know, I got a couple of those too. I forgot. I actually did get. I got. I got. A, I got a Hookers album, which is like this Kentucky punk metal-y band, mm-hmm. and I got a couple of Hookers splits too. Got a couple of Hookers. <laughs> yeah, a couple well of Hookers done. splits. Well trying done. to think. Yeah, I, I got. I just keep piling them on. I just keep piling on top of the stereo. I haven't even put half of them away yet. So I guess. Uh, oh, oh, and for my local. Re- oh my God! Didn't didn't tell you this. So for my birthday, which was in January, um, I got a fifty dollar gift certificate from the local record store. Um, yep. in, in Evanston. That's that's okay. That was, yeah, and even though they're not open, you can't go inside. I've I mean I've been shopping there since 1984, so I know the guy who runs it pretty well. So I emailed him, and the, the catalog is online. So I got uh, so you know the um, mid 80s Discord band Marginal Man, right? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. Would you get identity? Yep, I did. Uh, original press, fifteen bucks. Can't beat that, right? That's that's a good record. Yep. Yeah. And I got a full single. I got totally wired by the full, the original press of that, which is in a die cut sleeve, which is cool. And I also got. Um, are you familiar with the band magazine? Maybe a little bit. Mm, shot from both sides. Yep. Shot from, exactly. Shot from both sides. So the second album, Secondhand Daylight, um, classic, wonderful album. But um, I, I was so I was browsing around to try and fill out the fifty bucks from this thing, and I couldn't see anything in the vinyl. So I thought I'll look at I'll look and see what posters they've got, and God damn it, they've got this huge like subway sized uh, poster for that second magazine album, Secondhand Daylight. Huh. So I got that, and I've seen that go online for like three to four hundred dollars. Wow! And this was twenty five. Nice. So yeah. So but the the problem with it is. I got to get this thing framed um, because it's this huge size. It's going to cost you $1,000 to get it framed. <laughs> it's probably going to cost me about 250 bucks to get framed. But it's it's really, really, it's a really fucking cool poster. So totally psyched on that. I almost forgot that because it, uh, it wasn't a Discogs purchase. So, uh, But yeah, so I drove by the store and got out and he came out to meet me and stuff. And we shut yeah. the shit for a why, while. Why is he? No, no, he could be open, right? He could. I don't know. He seems... He seems a little frightened of it. I mean, he's a little bit older now. He's probably, I mean, he was in, he was in like uh, psychedelic bands in New York in the late 60s. Actually, he was, he was in a band with, um, who was the main, main guy from Patti Smith's band? Uh, like, I'm blanking on his name. But, but anyway, he was in a, he was in a band with, with that guy. Um, so he's older. So maybe he's a bit more concerned about it. Uh, not quite sure though, why he hasn't opened it's, up. It's, because... So. So the two big ones in town here in the Grand Rapids area are open, and I've been in both of them. One of them is definitely I'm, I'm friendly with the owner and and is my place. But I go in the other one too and dig around. I find some. I found that the other one, the, the one that I don't normally go to, I found that that domestic violence land, that Smog Town mm-hmm. album that I didn't yep. have. I paid like for like twelve bucks, brand new, you know, or something. If it wasn't brand new, it sure looked like it. Um, and their prices there tend to be a little higher generally. But um, but yeah, they're they've been open now out by the lake shore, which is kind of the other direction from my house, but about the same distance away. Those ones have decided not to reopen again, and they're doing curbside. And I I I'm not really doing the curbside thing. Yeah. Um, I I guess if they really had something I wanted, I I, I might you know might make it work or whatever. But I'm I'm sort of I don't know. I'm sort of put off by the fact that they're not open. I mean I you know it's their business. Do whatever you want, but. I don't know. It makes me the one. The one I go to, you know, regularly, maybe a couple times, but not regularly, a couple times a year, you know. But anyway, well, I don't th- know, man. The thing about it, Vincent, it's, th- like no. I said, it's their business. Do what you want. But I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I will admit, I'm a little put off by the fact that they're not open again. Now, the thing about Vintage Vinyl is, I mean, they've been going since, I think, 79 in the same store in Evanston, so that's pretty cool. But they've always relied, they've always had a decent mail-order business from around the world. Mm. So it's not that it's not the kind of um, it's not the kind of used record store where they'll just take anybody's shitty old collection. Uh, yeah. Steve is very, very picky about what he takes and what he doesn't take, and everything has to be mm. in really good condition. So they've always sold to collectors small around the world. So he's always had that mail-order business going. So I don't think it's been a problem for him um, to, to like not have people coming into the shop. In fact, he doesn't seem well, to like people very much, so he might prefer it. <laughs> well, like I said, it's his shop. Do what you want. But, yeah. You know, it, it's so speaking. Yeah. Of, oh, so cool. So speaking of cool records. Neil, yes, sir. One of the things I got from our friends at Pirates Press is this new 
45 adapters EP. Now, I must admit, I am I was not super familiar with 45 adapters. Had you really had you heard them until we talked about them and you um, checked them out? No, until I saw this this record advertised on the Pirates Press page because it's such a unusual because it looks like a picture disc, but it's not a yep. traditional picture disc, right? It's got a no. it's got a thing like almost screen printed on the clear vinyl, right? It's really cool. So it's like a clear 12 inch single sided. And it's got a picture like set into it. I don't know how they do it, but it's right. really and it's it sounds good. I don't know if it's and I don't know if it sounds as good as you know 180 gram black vinyl, but right. it sounds good. And it's super cool looking, and I really like this EP. It's, you know, it's like half an album. It's six songs on one like six six songs on one side of a record. Um, so they, they so 45 adapters have been around for more than a decade. They're from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, I didn't know they'd been around for that long. Okay, crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they seem like one of those bands that could have been around longer than that, don't they? I mean, the musical style is very, very timeless, very much a classic, it classic is. punk style. Um, the singer is black, or or something. Yeah, which is unusual for for that a little, a little type bit, of music. A little bit yeah. unusual. Yeah, for that type so, of for the oi, yeah, for sure. Um, even though you know the, the original, the early skinheads, there was always there was always black skinheads, but this like the scenes I was in, there was never any black skinheads, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But that might be just a midwestern surrounded by crackers thing, you know. Um, but anyway, let's play a song from that that album, that new EP, which is man, it's it, it is it is the one of the coolest looking records I've seen, honestly. Yeah. So, what song are you gonna play? We're gonna do the last song, which is actually kind of a serious song. It's called um, "Broken Men." Okay, "Broken oh, Men" by the oh, Raising Kids. I can really relate to this right now. I'm a broken man. <laughs> I was gonna say, you poor bastard. Prob- <laughs> you played problems and broken men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just, anyway, it's a great song. Bro- All right, here we go. Man. 45, 45 Adapters, Broken Man. Drink the 40s and paper bags. We had to watch each other's backs. Nights of gold, our hearts cold. Younger, crazier, and bolder. Broken kids, we're broken men. No respect. Don't lose your we good trust With no future and a broken past Praying that each night will last Broken kids, broken homes Now we're booming with families of our own Broken kids, broken homes Now we're booming with families of our own We're broken kids, we're broken men Broken kids, we're broken men Show the snakes hiding in the grass Concrete, metal, bricks and glass Broken kids, we're broken men Truth is out in drips and drafts Love is a born we never had Different scars and different chains Different fears and the same pain Broken kids, broken homes Now we're broken in with families of our own Broken kids, broken homes Now we're broken in with families of our own Victims become monsters. It might seem plain as law that those who want it. 
Five adapters from from Brooklyn, you said, right? Yep. And the name of the EP is Now or Never. Yeah, and it's I mean you you can't miss it. It looks freaking amazing. It looks great. Sounds great. Catchy catchy songs. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, maybe we'll put a picture of it up on the uh, up on the website so people can see what we're talking about. I should put a picture of it up spinning over that slip mat that has our faces on it. Oh, so we're showing through. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band will sue us. It's a, it's kind of a funny picture. It looks because, but the record is so cool looking. But the picture is sort of corny, I think. If you maybe took it away from the fact that it's not such a cool looking record, because it's like the, I don't know if it's a singer or just some black skinhead dude like beating up the Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's laying it into the Grim Reaper, and he. <laughs> so with his Doc Martin, yeah. with his Doc Martin up the Grim Reaper's rear end. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you, know, you, you, you were talking about how you had, a, you had a couple things on your mind that you were going to surprise me with. Which I often do to you. Um, yeah. So someone asked me this in last week. Someone at work asked me this because I was telling them I was telling her about my record collection. Um, okay. You know, boasting like you do when people don't give a rat's ass, right? Well, and uh, and she that sounds said, great. I'm never going to come to your house and look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I, cause you were talking about collecting stuff or whatever, and I'm like, you know, oh yeah, I got a lot of old skateboard decks, and I've got a lot of um, a lot of records. And she goes, oh good, everything of yours is flammable then. And I was like, oh. Shit, I nice. guess I guess that's part. right. I guess it is. So she said, "Okay, well, if there was a fire, what what things would you rescue first? And that got me thinking, Tom. If there was a fire at your house and you were going to collect, you're going to save like five records or something. Which records would you grab? Which records are the most important ones to you? Mm-hmm. You think that's interesting because you know you and I have very different styles of collecting. You are a big first press guy. You you want the most valuable version within reason." I am a guy who just soon get a new good sounding press. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I have never mind the Bollocks, of course. I love the album. I have the first Ramones. I have all these albums, but they're all relatively new. Mm-hmm. They're all the new presses. I'm trying to think. I guess you know my most sentimental record at this point. I don't know about five, but my most sentimental record might be uh, the Elvis Hitler album uh, Hellbilly. Interesting. Why now? Why is that? that? It's signed, signed by the band. I bought okay. it from it at a show. Um, I mean, I mean, I just don't. I'm trying to think because I don't really get my records signed very often. Um, oh, and oh, okay. So that's one. Another one. I have a um, our friend Matt, our mutual friend Matt. You know, uh, I've helped him do some PR stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. Yep. For, uh, especially, I really got involved with him when he started putting out sloppy seconds reissues and albums and stuff. And uh, he gave me, uh, I have a test press of the Sloppy Seconds Live album. Oh, okay. That's cool. So there's two. I have my uncle, Tim, played in a band in Ann Arbor in the early 80s. 
called The Mortals. I know there's been like 50 different bands called The Mortals. But they put out a single, and they also put out a 7-inch, mm-hmm. which is called Parking Structure. And I have two copies of that, so I should probably save one of those. What kind of bat, What kind of music was that? Oh, kind of like a cold wave post punk. Oh, kind interesting. Of a, okay, kind of a thing. it was cool. It yeah, was cool. That sounds good. good. Music. Yeah. So that's three. I don't know. That's those. Those are three that are personal. The rest of them I could probably replace pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, there's like I remember when I. I mean, like I have this band that came to my school when I was in middle school. They were called Gerard. Like they came from my town, Hartford, Wisconsin. And they had this band, and I bought this EP, and uh, you know, from them at the show at mm-hmm. my middle school. But I'm pretty sure you can get it online for like three dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but it doesn't have to be the. It's not the value so much for me that the ones I would pick wouldn't be. It's not the value, and and tell you the truth, that's not why I try and buy first presses. I just a normally. You like the crackle. You like a basson like garbage. <laughs> well, it hasn't. It hasn't been remastered, so no one's dicked with it. Yeah, and then I kind of like the feeling of the history, of this was out, you know, back then. I mean that that means more to me than than the value does. The value is it comes and goes. That's you know, unlike you always say, if you're not going to sell it, that it's not yeah. it doesn't matter what what people say it's worth, right? Yep. Um, so for me, it would definitely be the first Clash album because that's the first album I ever went into a store and bought myself. So that's the kind of thing that yeah, I can get that any day of the week but i could never replicate well, that specific a, copy right so is that a first press then or no yes yeah because okay, i bought so, i bought it i bought it december 31st 1977 okay so that's so that probably has some value but you've probably played it enough that it's hardly meant at this point right? oh no it's not it's probably beat to hell but again it's the memory and it's it's what it is the fact that it was mine right now do you buy a new press just so you have a nice player copy no because if i if i need to play it i'll just play it in you know i don't know i'll stream it or something like that might be too expensive to play that record at this point <laughs> but anyway now okay. the, fu- the funny thing about that record is the very first uh ones that came out of that they actually had this red sticker on the inside because it didn't come with a real inside sleeve it just came with like the white you know regular uh sleeve in the inside liner um but early early the very first press of it they had like a red sticker on that and if you took the red sticker in and sent it into CBS, they would send you uh, the first, the Capital Radio EP. Hmm. So you will often see people selling, you know, what they say is the first press with the red sticker still on that inside sleeve. But uh, of course, anybody can just go out and get a fucking red sticker, right? <laughs> just th- sure. And just throw it on there. And then as long as the num, as long as the, uh, you know, the, the rest of the numbers all match up, you could say it was that one. But anyway, so did you, did you do that? No, I did. I did not. But you know, I was thinking that would be really easy to do, wouldn't it? To try and pass. No, it no, on. no. I mean, did you send it in and get the EP? No, no. Cause like I said, I think that album came out. I don't know when that came out. Was it September 77 or something? But, uh, oh. I got my copy, uh, yeah, it was it was January. It was December thirty first, nineteen seventy seven. Because I bought it with money that I got from for Christmas in seventy seven. Okay. So huh. that would be one again because there's a story along with it, um, and, and it's pretty much going to be all kind of albums or rec or singles from around that same time or ones with a story. You know that uh, they're important sure. to me. Like when I was down in Champagne. Um, the local punk band the Breeders, they put out one EP called the Zen Punk EP, and my friend Tom and I sing backing vocals on it, and mm. so that's one that I would grab. And that actually, because there's so few of them, because it was on a local label, that's actually at like 250 bucks on eBay. I mean, mm. on Discogs, but 
I would never sell it, but, uh, you know, that would be one just because of the memories and stuff like that. So, um, so there'd it's be funny. ones like that. It's funny. You talk about like the, give the sticker and you get a single, like in 1978, like around the same time you were doing that, Neil, I was getting like star Wars guys. And if you buy like five of them and you get like the UPC symbols, you could send it in and get like a rare, mm-hmm. like star Wars figure that nobody else had, you know, that you can only get through the yep. mail, not at the store. And those are probably worth like hundreds of dollars these days. Right. Those My mother, ones? you know, wonderful mother. I'm not really, I'm not really complaining in general. Oh, I know where this not, is going. <laughs> she was not much one for clutter. Mm-hmm. So everything got tossed. I, I don't know anything like that. Uh, yeah, because those are worth a lot. Those, but, are, but, those know, original I, figures I are worth that, a lot man. of money. You can't have, but you can't have, you know, you can't just let your house fill up with garbage. You know, so, that's but you know, and, and at the time, who knew, who knew it was going to be valuable? <laughs> See, that's so, it's so funny you say that because all mothers must be the same because my mom would say that to me, you know, this is, you know, going back just a couple years ago, she'd say, oh, clear out that wardrobe in your old bedroom because you've still got a lot of old books and stuff on the floor and there are a lot of old letters. I'll be like, ma, you've got this whole house to yourself. you got wardrobes oh, full of clothes you haven't worn in 50 years. You've got yeah. old suitcases and yet you're worried about six books of mine in the floor of the fucking <laughs> What? There you go. But there you go. That's mother's for you, right? So. Yep. All right, Neil. Play us another song. Okay. Um, I am going to um, play. So okay. So you know the Slaughter Boys, right? Yep. Yep. Put out a great album last year. Really, really, really yep. good. Um, I I have streamed it a couple times, and I agree. I enjoy it very much. Yeah. So it's like a punky rock and roll type thing they got going on, right? Never. It doesn't stop. It's uh, it's very kinda, powerful. Kind of reminds me of. I mean, and not that they sound exactly the same, but the spirit of it kind of reminds me of, like the Nightbirds. Yeah, just like rock and roll, snotty, you know. Yeah, Nightbirds are a little more surfy, I think, with the guitar. But sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Straight Ahead, very powerful. So they've got a new album coming out sometime in 2021, and it's going to be on a on um, on our friend uh, Jason's label, I believe, Garage uh, Garage Rock, right? Yep. Yeah. He, as a matter of fact talked about them when he was on with us i know he talked about slaughter boys because that's where i, I think remember. we played a track actually i think we did i think so yeah and i remember picking them up yeah so anyway he's got a new album coming out by them later this year and but they have a single from it or anyway a pre, an early release track uh called begging for love so that's what i'm gonna play because it's really good so this is the slaughter boys with begging for love
Slaughter Boys Begging for Love off their uh, forthcoming LP. Uh, I don't know what it's called yet. I don't know if they've named it yet, but uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I think that's going to be one of our favorite albums of the year. I got a feeling. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, yeah. And the other one, you know, another one that we we talked about. Of course, we had John on the singer from uh, that from Solid Thirteen. Yes. That's another one. I I, I actually got to get. I I plan to review that. So I gotta I gotta get on that. I think it comes out. Oh, I do have February. another. I do have another package coming because I ordered that. You're okay. right. February, yeah. I think February twenty ninth or something. Yeah, February twenty ninth doesn't exist, but okay. <laughs> okay, the last Friday. Of it does so, every four years now. So, so if they've offered to get me that, I'm, I'll be kind of worried because it's not yeah. going to show up for a while. Did you get the? Did you order like the T-shirt LP bundle? I did. Yeah, it's a cool. I like. It's, I like the cover. It's very cool. It's got skateboarding. skateboarding yeah, skateboarding skeleton. And... Yeah, on top of a cop car's roof or something like that. Uh, yeah. The roof of a cop car, I should say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So something else that annoyed me. So. Oh, there's a Cause, surprise. Because you know, you know things annoy me. So have you? Se- so you have Netflix, right? Yes. Okay. So have you seen recently? They have this thing called. Um, it's a new series called the Cecil Hotel. Oh my gosh, Neil! Don't get me started on this because I, <laughs> I actually binged this thing. Like Saturday night, like my wife passed out on the couch, and yep. I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like making drinks faster and faster, and I'm watching this thing, and I mean. So it's like a four-hour series. Yep. And they don't even really have two hours worth of content. Well, okay. Did you watch it till the end? I did. Yeah. And then it shows all these, like, internet idiots. They're oh, such losers. Those. Uh, that's what I was about to go off on. So those I mean, fucking they're such people. Losers. They just sit there and try to, like, what, solve mysteries on the internet on their butts? I mean, it's just. And then they, they start getting real aggressive and threatening people other people that they think are guilt. I mean, it's, it's insane, right? That's what, so I, I can't, meanwhile, I can't recommend this thing. If, if people are going, uh, I, I, I really don't think it's a good use of your time to watch this. I thought it was, I love, I love true crime stuff, but this was just, it was not worthy of four hours. It was so padded. There was so little. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it was fascinating. Are you still there, Tom? So you did, did you like it? I, I did. I thought yeah. it, did I you thought like it, it, Neil? I thought the history of the hotel was fascinating. And okay. the unfortunate... What's that? What do you say? It's good for one more episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the unfortunate history of it, the fact that Richard Ramirez stayed there and, you know, all yeah. these... I mean, but it must be very much like the Chelsea Hotel in New York, right? Where it's like it's, indigents it's, stay there yeah. and it's low-cost low, low cost exactly. housing. The Skid Row, you know, it's yep. the Skid Row Hotel, but exactly. You know, the Chelsea Hotel is famous for where heroin addicts and... You know, the homeless lived. And... Sid Vicious killed Nancy, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that should be the next one they do, is a thing on the Chelsea Hotel. But, any, but yes, getting back to what you just, what made you angry, it made me so fucking angry. Those internet, in, they call themselves internet sleuths. So they're going yeah. but like 30 <laughs> seconds of a video they've seen posted. Yeah. And, and everyone's a fucking expert. And... I mean, you saw the thing, right? That plob they happen to be... Okay, so if you have, people haven't seen it. So they pieced together. Some like, black, some like black metal or death metal singer stayed there. And somehow they pieced together in their twisted, pathetic lives that because he'd stayed there and because he has a video, you know, like most black metal dudes, vaguely, right? Like vaguely, vaguely, vaguely lyrics about murdering someone in water. Or yeah, something. It, and, and you know... Want to ruin it for anybody who wants to watch this? I actually remember in real time when that was happening. Oh, see, I do didn't. You remember that? No, I didn't. I don't remember that at all. No, 
remember it. it was but 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 and, and, but so anyway so so a girl had gone missing right so a girl had gone missing and they found her in the water tank on top of the hotel so so, so the this, bottom line, the bottom line Neil is that the simplest explanation is often the explanation oh yeah you and know it what was hundred percent yeah yeah but but the fact but, but the fact was, that but the fact of the matter was so this this dark this death metal guy he'd filmed a video you know like most death metal bands do right of chasing a girl oh. in the woods and there's like blood on his face and shit like this so somehow these internet dickheads had figured out that this guy must have done it so he gets hounded <laughs> off the internet people saying they're going to murder him people saying they're going to kill him you know call him a murderer and a scumbag and all this shit and meanwhile if they'd done 2 minutes of research They'd have seen that he stayed there a full year before the girl was killed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 funny too because he's right now he's doing all this dark dark stuff, and then when he's confronted, he kind of acts like a baby. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like crying and stuff, but his life his life was ruined by these people, you know. Dude, his music. He wasn't going anywhere. It was awful. Well, yeah, but but still, uh, you know what? Don't 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 these but internet fucking amazing. dickheads. It right? is amazing this breed of people who thinks that sitting on their butt is doing something and yeah watching this video and analyzing it and trying to figure it out and yeah they were and they get so aggressive when they think they know something right yeah and they they can't possibly be wrong they have to be 100 percent right they're like someone had to be holding the elevator door from the outside yeah. that we can't see and then it was the simplest explanation she hit all the buttons on the goddamn thing and the bottom one was hold elevator <laughs> yeah she quit she had quit taking her schizophrenia meds and she was out of her freaking mind yeah so, but no, she was seeing a ghost, or there was someone else involved, and yeah, and then it starts going over all these like weird, non-essential, non-consequential. If you put this number in a computer, this comes up, and it's just all this weird garbage. It was just, it was so much circumstantial evidence, you know, it just and just weird coincidence, and it, it, I don't know. Like I said, I actually would not recommend it. I thought it was had some interesting stuff, but it was twice as long as it should have been. Yeah, I thought for the for the story about the girl that went missing, it couldn't really have cared less about that. But I just thought the the situation of the hotel and the history of the hotel. Like, I wanted to hear more about the history of the hotel and some of the other weird murders and deaths and shit that had happened there. Because I thought to, I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be yeah. about a haunted hotel. Yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be the whole thing was going to be about that missing girl either. I, I kind of agree with you there, Neil. They kind of they kind of rope a dope me, kind of lured me in. Yeah, they did. So. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was. It, because it, part of the problem is all these people that they're interviewing are just these there was a couple of people that were sort of more experts about the neighborhood and experts about the history of the hotel and stuff like that but most of the people they interviewed were these celebrity retards and unfortunately <laughs> like just it, it kind of gives them a certain level of credibility when you sit down and talk to them and interview them like they're not idiots right yep like that's they that they meant something, yeah. These people like they're not idiots, or other people will think that they're not idiots. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, they got me so angry. And you know what? Oh, did you enjoy the the two the English couple that were staying there? And they were the ones that turned on the tap, and the water came out brown because no one knew the dead girl was in the water tank. <laughs> the brilliant said... thing was like the, the brilliant thing was that the hotel people, like the marketing people. Where they literally like made a, a separate entrance for <laughs> tourists and like rebranded this hotel because everybody knew this place is a Skid Row. Yep. I mean, house. yeah. The big my big takeaway from this thing, Neil, is that Skid Row in Los Angeles, which of course is famous, we've all heard of it, right? Is fifty six square blocks. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's insane, right? Yeah. 
people just they're just camped you know people are are camping on the streets essentially and it's just basically an open air drug market it's i mean pretty close to lawless well it's just crazy i mean that's that that much of the city is basically unsecured um and it brushes right up against tours, the tourist areas. I mean, you're going to have problems. There's just no getting around it. Well, and the fact that these people were so, somehow surprised that they managed to find a hotel in the dense center of L.A. And it was like 38 bucks a night. And somehow it was in a bad neighborhood. Go figure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Go fucking exactly. figure. But the thing, that, the thing that, I mean, it made Lydia so angry was these two English people like, yeah, the water was coming out. It was dark. It tasted funny. So we asked them to move rooms. I'm like, why didn't you just leave the fucking hotel and go somewhere else? Well, they got this cheap holiday deal. And they, they had already paid in advance. You know, if I've got brown water coming out the tap, I ain't staying there. <laughs> you know. <Man. laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry. All right. Yeah, that just annoyed well, the that just annoyed the fuck out of me after I saw that those people. I just wanted to round them up and bang their stupid empty heads together. The the series that I really got into that I have missed. You know, we've had a little bit of serial killer talk on here. We have. It's the. And they they made two seasons and then they quit making it and it's so it sort of ended on a cliffhanger on a personal note for all these people involved. It's called Mind Hunter. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was on. Yep. Love and that it was one. yeah it was about, it was kind of about the guys who originally worked out like the profiling for serial killers. It's it's a cool show. Yeah, and they said they said at first they said there was going to be a third season and they were going to do like Gacy and Dharma and stuff like that, but. Yeah, and after the second season, it just ended, which was really oh, and, a shame. And they they had been teasing BTK. Right. Yes, that's right. They the did. Yeah. Season, and now they're just leaving it. Mm-hmm. And and their personal lives, like I said, were all kind of in shambles at yep. the end. Yep. And uh, anyway. Well, I knew it, that was real people. I mean, it was based on real people, right? That's Yeah. That was like a real story. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, sure they took some artistic yeah. liberties. But did you anyways. see did you see the series on the Night Stalker on uh, Richard Ramirez? We watched that too. Yeah, we must be on the same wavelength, buddy. We got a real true crime kick. That was a uh, that was pretty well done. Yeah, it was. I like. I, yeah, I uh, I I fit all the profiles. <laughs> White male. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was really good. I, I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Um. um and there was a... we watched we even watched this other one. My wife and I watched this movie. She picked it out. And it was about these murders on Long Island, like hmm. Oak Island or something. But it was called Lost Girls. Hmm. And it starred, the woman starred in it was, did you watch The Office? Yes, I did. Okay, so the woman that Steve Carell runs off with, her name was Holly. She was like the HR person. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, the funny little, funny little mousy yeah, looking thing. Yeah. She stars in this. And huh. it's, it's a dramatic role and she plays kind of a rough around the edges woman. It's, it's just okay, but they don't solve it. It, it irritates me. Like, why are you making a movie about something that's unsolved? Oh, so this is based on a true story, then? Yeah, something like 15 to 18 prostitutes or something killed on Long Island. Huh. So, anyway. All right. Speaking of dead prostitutes. <laughs> yeah? I'm going to play. <laughs> Pull that one back from the brink if you can. Yeah, exactly. This is another Pirates Press band. Now, this is a pop-punk band, no question about it. They're from Austria. Hmm. Um, and they've been around for yeah. a long time. More than 10 years, yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger's home country, that's right. And they're definitely a pop punk band, but the singer's got like a super gruff voice. Uh, but they're really good. Good songs. If you're feeling like that kind of breezy, kind of uh, happy pop punk type stuff. So, so yeah, let's play some D-Cracks. The new album is called uh, Serious Issues or Serious Problems. Ser- Serious so- Issues? Sonic Delusions, I believe. No, that was their last album. Oh. 
Okay. This new one, I think it's called Serious Issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's coming out in 2021. Okay, gotcha. 16 songs. It comes out, I think, in March. Okay. She released the first single for it, so I'm okay with playing that. I've I've been listening to it. Uh, I was planning to review it for Punk News. We already ran a review for it a month ahead of it coming out, which is weird. Somebody's not paying attention. But anyway, nevertheless, let's play We Can't Help It from D-Cracks. Nice little two-minute pop-punk song. Tired of a heartache. Tired of a broken heart. Never seen a rapper. Never played a mind apart. You traded my love. Can't help it from D Cracks. So D E E C R A C K S. All one word, right? Yeah. I have no idea what that. I don't know what they're trying to do with that. Maybe it's an Austrian thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard of them. I think they did a split with uh, the new Rochelles or the young Rochelles who we had on the show, you know, 30 or so episodes back. Um, I think they did an EP with them. A split I, did EP. A re- I did a review of a D cracks thing from a few years ago. I have a couple of their albums actually. I have the uh, oh attention deficit disorder maybe or something. I can't remember what Yeah, that's the I, that's the first one, yeah. Yeah, okay. from, from twenty ten. I, I might even have two of their albums honestly on, hmm. on C. But I reviewed a couple years ago they did a split and I can't remember who it's with. You probably have your discogs open. I do. But it was called Beyond the Spotlight and it was these two pop punk bands each playing two songs in a pop punk style from that horrible uh, Didi Ramone rap album. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay, yeah, it's got Which the called, uh, it's called the Zatopex. It's got the Zatopex on it too from England. Zatopex. Yeah, they're another band. Where do you say England? Yeah, I have a couple of their albums too, actually. Um, but yeah, they uh, <laughs> they each do. So Didi Ramone like late 80s right i don't even know if he even left the ramones yet did a rap album under the name dd king he did i think it's called standing in the spotlight or something like standing that. in the spotlight from 1989 yes yep, yep. that was yeah, and that was the year uh, so that was the year Green Drake came out 
Oh boy, that is just my. That might be the worst album of all time. Well, it's funny because I see like a. I saw like a reissue of it, like 180 gram vinyl. I'm like, really? Well, I think it's become one of those things, right? That's so bad it's good kind of thing. It's gonna. It's come around and being kitschy. Well, I know. Like, I think it had the original version of the Crusher on it, which the Ramones recorded later. Yep, it did. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the funny thing, you know, it's so weird, right? Because Dee Dee left the Ramones, but he still contributed songs to all their albums till the end. Yeah, some of the best songs, actually. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was a great songwriter, no question. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't sing with a lick, though, man. You listen to the songs he sang, like Warthog or something. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on a sec, hold on a second. Okay. He was a good, good background vocalist, I guess. How come the, 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 the classic Dee Dee King song, Funky Man, how come that's not on this album? What's up with that? I don't. Do I know that song? Should I know? That oh, it's song? got a, it's got like the worst video of all time. Funky Man. It was like the first thing he did. There's like an album, a song on that album called like Mashed Potato Time or something. It is really the worst. That is really a that's that standing in the spotlight album is, is really pretty bad, pretty cringy. Yeah, well, Funky Man. I mean, Funky Man. Like I said, that was his first single, but it's huh. not off, it's not off the album. And the video is so bad. The lyrics are so bad. But it's got some of the um, New York hardcore guys, like, in the video, just, like, walking around behind him and stuff. He's, like, leading a parade of, like... Hardcore hip-hop connection, huh? Yeah. So I think Mashed, huh. Pota- I think mashed Potato Time was, like, an old 60s standard, I think. Was it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I... But, yeah, that the I actually think the Decracked Zepotex version is much better. <laughs> Their versions are much better than the original versions. I actually should have picked that up on vinyl. It was a seven inch. I never got a copy of it. Now it's too yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's twenty bucks now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you should have got that. Yeah. There used to be a label. I think they're out of California somewhere. I'm not sure. They were called It's Alive Records. And every year they used to do great, great like Black Friday sales. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've updated their website since like 2017. So I think they might be done. But I always used to get like two dollar CDs, three dollar seven inches, eight dollar LPs or something on there. Mm-hmm. For the big sale, so I got. I used to pick up a lot of stuff on CD for a couple bucks. Um, and I sh- and they had that seven inch, and I didn't buy it. I should have bought it. I sometimes, when I'm out record shopping, I'll find something that I reviewed digitally, and I'll be like, oh, I'll pick that up. So you were so you were saying the D Cracks album had already been reviewed on Punk News. Was it you that did yep. the review, or did somebody else do no, it? it? Was our pal Pete. Oh, oh, Pete Vince. Oh, okay, okay. So he might yeah. have got, got a promo of it too. Um, but I don't. I mean, they just sent the promos out. I thought so. I don't, I don't know. But he's he's big into that world, you know that that like. Yeah, he is. Yeah. They're they're in that pop punk world with the like that Spabam Records or whatever it is that's working with pro rock and all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, good for him. I mean, that's good, and I'm glad he reviewed it. And so hopefully they'll get some. Yeah, uh... give it a good review. Probably give it the same score. It was good. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, it's a problem with the punk news reviews, though. It's so difficult to to weed through all the crap that's on there and find what's actually decent because everything gets four stars, right? There's nothing that gets below four out of five. Shoot. Mental, note. mental note. I need to. Mental note, Neil. You're going to help me with my mental note. I need to. I uh, reviewed our pal Adam, who. Uh, Mm-hmm. Played at our podcast, his album, and I think that it's up now. I need to remind him. I need to shoot him a copy of that or something. Oh, seven the review, the review's up. Okay, seven out of ten. I enjoyed it. It's a very challenging record. Challenging, are, challenging sounds some difficult. <laughs> some of them are very good, but anyway, it's cool. Hmm. Okay. It's it's cool. It's definitely not. Uh, it's not. It, you know, it's 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 a record you got to work for a little bit. It's not. Uh, 
you know, you're not singing along after two seconds. <laughs> okay, enough said. No, no, I don't. I really, I'm not. I don't mean that as an insult. It's it's good music. I mean, it's it's very. Uh, well, he was very talented. I mean, when he was on the show yeah. with us, he was uh, yeah. Gundrum the Viking. He was very. <laughs> he was it's very. Very. Uh, it's very. You know. Um, it's it's say I, I hate to say artsy fartsy because that sounds like an insult, but I don't really mean it as an insult. But it's definitely he's uh, more creative than the majority of the people we listen to. You know, it's, it's not not like three chord stuff. It's well mapped out stuff. Sure, yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I mean that makes sense because his house. You know, I mean, you know, just we had drinks with him at his house with him and his wife, right? And yeah, he, they didn't have a TV, so it seemed like that kind of thing, very artistic, right? Yeah, a little kitschy, you know, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. Well, that's cool. Got, I'm, I'm glad there's people doing that kind of thing. And he was the one that was doing those, uh, What what's that kind of called? The, those those seven-inch singles that he was getting etch, etch cut or whatever? Lathe cut. Lathe cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway. And it's, and it, and it's, it's funny, when you told me about that, I, I'd never even heard of that before until I got to thinking, well, that's how records all used to be. Like Elvis's first records were all lathe cut because they were, they were cut like at sun studios they pressed them as they as, as people wanted to buy them right they, i mean they, i mean they didn't have they weren't going out to factories Sunner wasn't going out to factories and getting like a, a ten thousand records pressed you know they were pressing them up well, right there that's uh when we when we put out our single neil we'll have, probably have to get them lathe cut because i don't know that we'd need to get the factory involved oh we've got a, we've got our contacts now we'll get it out in pirates press it'll be on some special kind of vinyl with our faces on it it'll be amazing Vomit colored, <laughs> poop colored vinyl. That was that. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, Neil. So you know, of course, you good people can get us at where? Where can they get us, Neil? Punk what? till well, I've, I've got. I've got one more song to play, buddy. I know. Yeah. I know you got another song to play. I'm just, you know, I forgot. You're winding to... us up, huh? I am. I'm winding this up. Yeah. I got to go face reality again. Go back downstairs and face <laughs> the horror that is my life. I got to go down and start crying. Are you? And I need a shower. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's you know I I it's anyway punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail and of course at the punk till I die punk till I die podcast on Facebook. Um, you know, and we've been and talking about yeah, yeah, and Instagram too. I always forget about Instagram, but um, you know, I think um, women tend to take these things to heart more with their kids, and all I can think is. You know, we didn't do anything our parents told us to do, and we expect our kids to do take our advice. You know, it's just the it's a circle of stupid life. You know, well, it's just the fact it's just the fact that when it comes to car crashes and stuff like that, it's actually fucking dangerous, right? So it's a uh, bit, it's yeah, a bit yeah, more that, worrying, right? That too, but like just the you know the 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 choices that as adults we watch them make, where we go, oh, you know, we made that same stupid mistake, or. Or that seems like a real bad move, but they're not going to listen anyway, so... Right. They'll be all right. Well, hopefully she does. Hopefully she learns a lesson. Hopefully she starts being a bit more careful when she's driving, you know, hopefully. Yeah, so. I thought that the last seven times, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well... No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And like I said, I, the only weapon I have left is to close the purse, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. She'll, she'll, she'll just be asking you for rides again, like it was ten years ago. Well, that's Dad, give me a ride. Loaner, nobody wants to loan her their car at this point. <laughs> anyway. No shit. Anyway, so you do it. You had you do in fact have another song. What song is that, Neil? So actually, it kind of ties into this because uh, <laughs> this is so the Meteor is long the longest running uh, psychobilly band out of England. They got a new album coming out later this year. Um, oh geez, what's it called? 
uh, hold on, I can't think. While I'm playing the song, I'll, I'll look it up. There's very, very early shows. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I had you listen to some of their early stuff and that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so they got a new album coming out later this year, and the first single or the first track has dropped off of it, and this is a song called Unholy Roller. So, uh, yeah, it kind of goes with the whole bad driving thing, too, I guess. Good name for a song. Yeah, so uh, Unholy Roller by The Meteors. Come to me. Wait, it's not a hand. 
there that was unholy roly Un- unholy roly <laughs> unholy roly poly yeah i can just drink too neil <laughs> i've been drinking gin all night unholy roller from the yet, but i'm getting as soon as we're done <laughs> yeah um so that comes from the album which will be out in 2021 which i do not remember the name of off the top of my head but I will have it in a second. I can hear your boiler hissing like crazy again today. Oh, dude. Uh, 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 the, I didn't have any heat yesterday. So, hmm. like, because my, my building got sold. Yep. So the old guy turned what, they off. they watch out? So they just cut off the heat? Well, well, the old guy turned off the heat on a certain day, but the new guy didn't get the heat turned on on the right day. So we had no heat yesterday. So um, it was a whole thing. And now there's people in the basement and they're complaining about being cold. So I'm on the third floor, and it's like a million degrees up here. Well, you won't have to pay much for heat, at least. I uh, no, I don't pay heat, so that's good. So right? there's people in the basement, so are all four floors. No, cold? this uh, the first floor is empty, and hmm. the basement had been empty for two years. They these mar- these married couple just moved in, but I saw them this morning. They did not look happy, so who knows how long that'll last? <laughs> well, they got teenage kids. No, just no. <laughs> No, just, just the two of them. So I'll go down and warn them, should I? Not to uh, not to think about doing that. <laughs> don't not touch your records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't even look at my records. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, the Meteor's album is going to be called Dreaming Up a Nightmare is the new Meteor's album. And you can buy box sets and all kinds of nonsense. So, But anyway, there you well, go. Isn't that the way Everything's pre-order, right? You get the set. You get it with seven T-shirts and seven LPs of all different colors and yep. six badges. Yeah, it's just man. Yeah, it comes with a. You can get it with a neckerchief and a lighter because I guess people must still smoke or something. So it comes with like a meteor's lighter <laughs> and all kinds of other shit. So yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, I was. I know. I know you. Well, like I have been a casual smoker through the years. Yep. But you were never like a hardcore smoker, right? No. Um, I was I was for more than twenty years. I I smoked cigarettes and I used to you know I'd pull out a sweatshirt or something, or a jacket, and there'd always be a lighter in the pocket. Hmm. That's just the way. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it was when you're a smoker. You don't want to be without a lighter. Now it's these damn masks. Yeah. Anytime you grab a sweatshirt or a jacket or anything else, there's a damn mask in the pocket. Well, well, that's good because now we're that's, being because now we're being told point. now we're being told that even though it's down forty percent, we're being told that we should wear two masks. outside it's fucking Uh, mental it is mental yeah it really is it really is it really is yeah why stop at two maybe we can wear three how's that well but the great thing is you know and 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 if and just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you should stop wearing your mask yeah apparently and fauci is saying like this is gonna go till 2022 i'm like well what's the point of getting the freaking vaccine if you uh, i I don't know man well, if it if it goes away, he won't be in a job anymore, right? So, he's got to yeah. I don't know. You know, he said we were all going to die of AIDS 35 years ago. I'm skeptical of this man. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, thanks for hanging out tonight. I know you yeah, were. Yeah, I know you weren't really up to doing it. So. Yeah, yeah, man. No, it was good, I'm, and I'm glad we were able to do it. And uh, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. We we weren't real super content heavy tonight. We, uh, I'm sure we'll get back to some interviews in a short, shortly here. And we are, even though we're nine episodes away yet, we are starting to piece together uh, number 100. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. We've been enjoying doing that. So yeah, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised by episode 100. So we're bored today, but whatever, we're enjoying it. So yeah, exactly. That's more important. God damn it. Exactly. Yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. Yep, keep a little mark in your heart, stay free, and uh, Tom, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you probably tomorrow or something. Yes, I just need to you know throw a little more money at this situation. We'll be all good to go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything will be all right. Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Smell you later. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.